This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. About two months after Governor Greg Gianforte trapped and killed a radio-collared black wolf from Yellowstone National Park, he has signed into law two bills allowing for expanded hunting and trapping of wolves in Montana. House Bill 224 legalizes the use of snares for trapping wolves in addition to foothold traps. House Bill 225 extends the wolf trapping season by four weeks. The season will begin the first Monday after Thanksgiving and now go until March 15th. It still lets the Fish and Wildlife Commission make minor changes to the dates for managing wolf populations. Two Thompson Paul's Republicans, Representative Paul Fiedler and Senator Bob Brown, carried the bills within their respective chambers. Fiedler argued trapping and snaring is essential for wildlife management, specifically when it comes to controlling ungulate populations. And Brown says that more needs to be done to control the populations of wolves in Montana. As of 2019, FWP estimated there were 1,156 wolves in the state. Fewer wolves would exacerbate another wildlife problem, however. Elk populations are above management objectives in most areas of the state, according to Greg Lemon, spokesperson for the FWP. Quote, for several years we've been actively working to find ways to lower elk numbers closer to our management objectives. Critics raised ethical questions about the snaring of wolves, which they said are cruel and can cause unintentional animal killings, including domestic animals. They said the combination of the two bills is perilous. The bill set a bad precedent for Montana, according to a letter sent to Gene Forty by the Montana Wildlife Federation. Quote, these are not based on science and facts, have no sound management need, and are damaging to Montana's reputation as a leader in wildlife conservation, according to the letter. Despite record harvests in 2018 and 2019, the FWP's hunting forecast said northwest Montana has an abundance of wolves, and in order to successfully hunt them, quote, scouting and understanding of wolf behavior is important. The snaring of wolves is allowed in adjacent jurisdictions to Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, and British Columbia. Gianforti's February 15th wolf kill occurred at the private ranch of Richard E. Smith, director of the conservative Sinclair Broadcasting Group and a donor to the governor's campaign. Mountain West News Bureau reported the GOP governor was issued a warning for trapping a wolf without taking the required education course. Seven Republicans joined Democrats in the Montana Senate to kill a bill that would have given the Department of Corrections more options in selecting drugs to carry out lethal injections. The vote was 24 in favor, but 26 opposed. The death penalty has been on hold in Montana since 2015, when District Judge Jeffrey Sherlock said the state's plans to use pentobarbital to render an inmate unconscious did not meet the state law requiring the use of an ultra-fast-acting barbiturate. Attorney General Austin Knudsen requested the bill 
with a less specific proposal, one that would require the state to carry out the death penalty through an intravenous injection of a substance or substances in a lethal quality sufficient to cause death. During the Senate hearing, Republican Senator Brad Molnar of Laurel said he was opposed to the bill, noting he was swayed by the fact that people have been wrongly convicted and sentenced to death. If the bill fails, the state will not be able to carry out any executions for two more years. A separate bill to eliminate the death penalty was tabled in the House Judiciary Committee. The legislature has rejected similar bills in both houses for at least the past two decades. Montana has two men facing the death penalty. The state's last execution was in 2006. The city of Helena is asking local business owners about how the community should move towards living with the COVID-19 virus. The city manager's office has created a short survey at beheardhelena.com to collect feedback. The city is considering financial assistance for one-time COVID-related purchases necessary to continue business operation. The city will hold an open house for local businesses to provide a summary of the COVID transition survey on May 5th at the Helena Civic Center from 5 until 8 o'clock. Staff are looking at the city response to COVID-19 using federal funds. The city would like to determine if there are one-time traditional funding needs between $5,000 and $25,000 for operations that are not otherwise made available to businesses. The U.S. Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in a case that will determine who is eligible to receive more than $530 million in federal coronavirus relief funding set aside for the tribes more than a year ago. More than a dozen Native American tribes sued the U.S. Treasury Department to keep the money out of the hands of Alaska Native corporations. They provide services to Alaska Natives but do not have government-to-government -government relations with the United States. The question raised in the case set for oral arguments is whether the Alaska Native corporations are eligible for coronavirus aid, relief, and economic security funding. About $530 million of the $8 billion set aside for tribes hasn't been distributed. Lower courts have looked at the language of the Indian Self-Determination and Education Assistance Act, other federal laws, and congressional intent, and arrived at different conclusions. A U.S. District Court found Alaska Native corporations can be treated as tribes for limited purposes. A federal appeals court said the opposite, that they're not eligible for funding. The corporations were formed in 1971. It's in the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act. They own most of the native land in the state. Alaska Natives are shareholders by birthright, but the corporations also have some non-native shareholders. The Indian Self-Determination and Education Act allows tribal governments or other entities on behalf of tribal governments to provide services under contract with the federal government to Native Americans and Alaska Natives.
The corporations argue that they're interconnected with Alaska native villages that aren't able to reach everyone, including the more urban areas of Alaska. Tribes argue that corporations, known as ANCs, simply aren't eligible for financial assistance meant for tribal governments that have direct responsibility for their citizens, regardless of where they live. The latest federal virus relief package that President Joe Biden signed last month includes $31 billion for Indian country, including $20 billion that will go directly to tribal governments, but not Alaska Native corporations. Native Americans have been disproportionately sickened and killed by the pandemic, despite extreme precautions that have included curfews, roadblocks, universal testing, and business closures. Historically, the tribes have limited financial resources. Students, transgender people, and allies from across Montana gathered Monday in front of the state capitol to protest a bill that would ban transgender athletes from competing in school and college sports under the gender with which they identified. Proponents of the measure say it ensures a playing field level for biological females. Opponents say the measures unnecessarily harm transgender youth. The Montana bill has already received approval from the State House and Senate. Lawmakers are expected to convene Tuesday to discuss amending the bill to be nullified if the federal government withholds education funding from the state as a result of the measure. President Joe Biden has signed an executive order banning discrimination based on gender. Montana universities receive $350 million annually in federal funding. $250 million goes towards student loans and grants to cover tuition. That's money that university officials have said could be on the line. Opponents have also raised concerns over statements by the NCAA and other groups that the organization would revoke the opportunity to host championship events in states where such laws have been enacted. Big Sky Athletic Conference Commissioner Tom Wistersill has warned that football playoff games that bring significant revenue to Missoula and Bozeman could be moved out of state if the bill is signed into law. Republican Governor Greg Gianforti has not commented on whether he supports the measure. Similar measures have been signed into law this year by governors in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Scientists have developed a new test for chronic wasting disease in live animals that may help detect the illness in the wild sooner. Testing of the test is continuing. The new method utilizes a piece of tissue from the animal's ear for testing. Previously, more invasive tests have proven effective but difficult to administer, including a rectal sample or a biopsy of lymph nodes. The results of the study identifying the effectiveness of the ear punch test were recently published in the journal Scientific Reports. Chronic wasting disease is an always fatal infection that afflicts deer, elk, and moose. It was first documented in the wild in Montana in Carbon County in 2017. 
Hunters who kill game expect infected with CWD are advised not to eat the meat. There has, however, been no definite connection between eating an ill animal and becoming infected. However, an outbreak of a similar disease in 1992, mad cow disease, that's known as Kurzfeld-Jakob disease in humans, was linked to humans consuming infected cattle in Great Britain. State legislators were called not to come to the building for committee meetings Monday, and the floor sessions were postponed because of a confirmed COVID-19 case in a lobbyist. A contact tracer is working to identify close contacts. Two days of sessions, Friday and Monday, have been postponed so far and added to the end of the session. The 90th and last legislative day is now scheduled for May 13th. Montana reported 37 COVID-19 cases on Monday, while the number of people fully vaccinated against the disease now totals more than 278,000. There are 1,008 active cases statewide. That was 1124 last Monday and 1,060 two weeks ago. COVID-19 has killed 1,546 Montanans. There are 55 active cases, 4,914 total hospitalizations because of the disease. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast on the Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces in now 21 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.